Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lungs Podcast and Block Talk Radio Show. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday. And it's a special day for all of us, and we will be doing the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. And also we're going to be reading from a little book uh, uh, written and published by our friend, uh, Father Michael Gately. But before I start that with the introduction, it is uh, the, between the 3 o'clock hour and 4, it's a few minutes after 3 o'clock, uh, I believe it's like 3.10 to be exact, on Device Mercy Sunday. And I was started to uh, uh, re-podcasting uh, the Rabina, but I'm, I'm looking it over and I think it should be done again <laughs> from me. And also, I happen to notice today, uh, I did uh, the chaplet of um, a Lady of Fatima. And I did it. I completed it in uh, 2014. Uh, the ninth day was May 12th, the day before the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima. For uh, now, this May 13th will be 100 years, so that was the 98th year. And I just happened to notice, you know, that the, the, our podcast, if I don't know if anybody could see this, but they have the top five viewed uh, podca- podcasts all the time. And the number one. It's ninth day for a lady of Fatima, the chaplet of Lady of Fatima. So uh, I'm going to repost it or re-podcast it, so uh, everyone could uh, listen to it. And I will uh, start the nine days before. Do it correctly now. Before May thirteenth. Start to count the days, and we should be coming up where we have to start that. And so that's kind of interesting. That is my number one viewed, and that was 2014. As you know, uh, last year, of course, it was 2016, and I went to uh, the men's conference, like I've done most of the years. I've been doing it for seven years, I believe. I may have gone to four out of the seven, had some work schedule problems on a few of the, a few of the uh, po- uh, conferences. And uh, so last year it was just, you know, sometimes you never know when you go to a conference what you get out of a conference. And I got this little book, I guess it was the $5 version if you want to know, 33 Days of uh, Morning Glory by uh, Father Michael Gately. So, I started it last year, April 10th. I, I guess because it was, it was telling you the different days, and that was going to be the feast of uh, Lady of Fatima. That would have been the 99th year. But not realizing it. So I did that, and I've, I've been posting it, reposting it again this year. I think I'm up to the, like, day 12 or 13 and uh, the reason why I'm reposting it instead of doing it over I listen to it and says, hey this is pretty good I can't, you know, I can't really do better and also I have references from different other uh, uh, podcasts that other people are doing and to be honest with you I, I don't remember it so it's like well <laughs> the information is right there so it's that's actually better than if I actually redid it over again 
so that's why I'm podcasting. So, but think of the plan. Uh, two years ago, I did uh, the chaplet for Lady Vanman. Last year, I did the 33 days of uh, morning glory by uh, uh, Father Michael Gately. And uh, this year, I started a, a book, and uh, one of our my fellow sisters from the uh, Mary of Leeson gave this to me and it says in preparation of total consecration to Jesus through Mary according to St. Louis de Montfort so this was I guess uh, part of the original uh, version that uh, Father Michael was using now he is right this is a longer version what what the big difference is uh, of course it has more prayers Every day has like two or three different prayers, has a hymn, has a Bible reading, so it's it's more than that that part is more exact, I guess you would call it. Um, but it's only of the words of, of Father uh, of Saint Saint uh, Louis de Montfort, Father de Montfort, because he was a priest, and only him. And. Uh, Father uh, Gately, he has spoken in four different weeks. So the first week is uh, St. Louis de Montfort. Uh, the second uh, week is Mary, these are Marian saints, uh, St. Maximilian Colby. The third one is uh, St. John Paul II. And the fourth and the final is St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So it has a different uh, perspective because it has four saints for the price of one. So it's probably a better book, but since I already done that one, I am reading this one because you know I'm always open-minded to uh, new ideas and uh, new prayers. The one of the main things I've got out of it, for me anyway, is an introduction. It says when you pick that day, that feast day. That is going to be your individual feast day. That blew me away. Wow. Really? What? My? Me? <laughs> I'm going to have a feast day? And it's going to be on the same day as Lady of Fatima appeared on the 100th anniversary? Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> and also a blessing too. And hopefully we could get it because I noticed the pictures of uh, uh, other groups uh, and uh, the vestment that the prayer uh, is, uh, priest is uh, wearing is for whatever feast day it was. So I'm hoping we could get the vestment for uh, uh, Father Chris, who uh, will be doing that special mass May 13th, Saturday, Saturday morning. And why that's important is. Normally, uh, the church at St. David's and University, South Florida, they don't have a Saturday morning Mass. They have the, the Vigil Mass at 5 and another Vigil Mass at 6.30. So, that is, you know, it's not the norm. So, it's great that uh, Father Chris is uh, stepping up. And uh, especially because they also, that is the day they're doing the, I guess, uh, all those and our deacon too will be ordained a priest on that day on May 13th so I don't want to say he's missing it 
because I don't want to get him in trouble. But thank the Lord <laughs> and Mary that not everyone is going to that. So thank you, Lord. And uh, so today is the chaplet, which is the most important thing. My number one attention is, is for my uh, personal attention is for my, my son Gregory, and you know I always call him the the, the prodigal son because he is not just away from the church. Because in my early twenties I was away too, so I guess payback, as they say, karma comes back to you, right? But he actually doesn't believe there's any God at all which I can't understand, I'll be honest with you. So we're praying, uh, I think I mentioned that he is taking a, a vacation that he needs, apparently, but God has other things for us. And one of the places he's going to is Rome, Italy. And Spain and a few other places, but specifically Rome is the part. I know, Lord, you listen to my prayers. Jesus, I trust in you on this day of divine mercy and Make all my prayers on this day and all days to have my son, the prodigal son, come back to you. Because where there's nothing impossible if we believe in you. And through Mary, Mary's never said no to you. So I'm asking that this could happen. And also, uh, Sister Abella, who is our great leader and uh, president of our group at St. Uh, David's in Davie, Florida. She asked me to pray for her. She is overwhelmed with other things. That she's also the treasury, I guess, for the uh, Broward County group, which is the total combine of everyone. All the churches in Broward County, where there's uh, many, many, many. So, well, yes, we're going to please add her for her attentions and her prayers too today. And I don't know if, if you want me to read a little bit uh, an introduction before we get started. It can be a little bit longer, but that's okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going from this book, and you know, it's funny about it. I don't know how, how long I had this book, because I must have had a while, because I, you know, you highlight it and taking notes and things like that. And so I must have used this for my introduction before, so if you, I, I'm sorry if I'm repeating anything, but so I'm going to just go to the highlights. Divine Mercy in general, this is what he's talking about. First he's talking about the, the, the book itself and how he got started, and he had uh, uh, Flynn, uh Flynn look it over, which is funny about it. Last year at the Marion Conference, Vinnie Flynn was one of the guest speakers. So now I'm going to have to play that over and listen to him. And uh, also to let you know, they're having, I don't know who's the, even speaking, but I know they're having another Merriam conference. They always do it the week after uh, the events. So we're having the 100th anniversary, May 13th, which is uh, also Mother's Day on the, on, uh, the Sunday. So that should be interesting next week, I mean next year, the 101st anniversary should be on Mother's Day. Very interesting. Maybe two weeks, the second week, if it's also. But then the weekend after that, that's when they're having their Marian Conference, like I went last year. 
because I don't know who the guest speaker is, so I want to look it up and definitely I'm going to go. Last year I went just to Saturday. I'm trying to convince my wife to come with me so maybe I could go the whole weekend. We'll see what happens on that. But if I didn't go last year, I will never mess, uh, met Father Chris uh, Aguilar and in the uh, attendance when he did a mass. And giving this picture, well, ten dollars. It, it was only he was asking twenty, and I said, Father, Father, I only have ten dollars on me. He said, I take it. And now. That picture is up here in my computer room, and as all you know, which I, I use for my business card, why I use this picture is the time it smiled at me for one of the uh, podcasts I did. So, if no one else is listening, at least I know God is listening to it because it is reaching other people. Sometimes I get good positive response, not as enough, I would like more comments, but you know, I take anything I get anytime. So I love those comments. Please keep giving them in. And if you don't like this podcast for some reason, you know, I was talking to someone recently and not the cover. I I personally don't even like my voice. I have this, you know, from Canadian to New York accent. We're not quite sure what kind of accent I am. All those years of living in the Bronx, we're kind of talk funny. But hopefully, uh, I know sometimes. Uh, uh, some podcasts that we play multiple times, you know, it's more plays than views. So people say, "What is he trying to say?" And a lot of times, I don't know what I'm trying to say because I'm still getting it from my who I call my producer, which is the Holy Spirit. So anyway, he's talking about divine mercy, mercy in general. As the divine mercy gets the heart of the sacred scriptures, in fact. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, says the gospel is the revelation in Jesus Christ of God's mercy to sinners. Right there, that summarizes it. Divine mercy is the gospel and the good news, and so it gets to the very center of our faith. Moreover, in the words of Pope Benedict. Divine mercy is not a secondary devotion, devotion, but it's a it's a dimension of the Christian faith and prayer. Benedict even goes so far to say that it's a central nucleus of the gospel message. See the two divine mercies quotes from uh, Pope Benedict and John Paul II. Okay, so what is divine mercy? What is this thing that gets to the heart of the sacred scriptures, at the very center of our faith? To begin, mercy loves a second name. In particular, the kind of love, particular mode of love, which encounters suffering, poverty, brokenness, and sin. Divine mercy is when God loves meets us and helps us in the midst of our suffering and sin. In fact, because of this side of the entity, we're all sinners, and because suffering is our lot in life, God loves for us here always takes a form of mercy. 
It's always the Lord stepping out in compassion to help us poor and weak and broken sinners. From our perspective, then, every good we receive is an expression of divine mercy. The message of divine mercy. The message of divine mercy is something that most associated with a Polish nun who died in 1938, about a year before the start of World War II. She is broken, known today as Saint Maria Fasanina. Now, Saint Fasanina was a mystic. In other words, she received extraordinary experiences of the Lord Jesus in prayer, and in fact, Jesus appeared to her and even spoke to her. Of course, Jesus didn't reveal some of the new Gospels when he appeared to Saint Fascinated. I mean, he already revealed everything he needed to say 2,000 years ago to the Apostles for the sacred scriptures. So, what did he do? Why did he appear to Fascinina? Actually, why does he appear to any mystics for any matter? God sometimes appears to mystics because he has a prophecy message for a particular time in history. He uses a particular man and woman to share his message. Sometimes it is to remind us that sometimes that's been forgotten. Sometimes it's a warning. Other times it's a message of comfort or a simple a call to conversion. Whatever it is, it doesn't change the Bible. Rather, it brings us back to a certain time in history. Okay, so what's particular or important message that God wants to give to us in our modern time for St. Fascinator? Simple. He wants us to remind us of the heart of the sacred scriptures, namely his mercy for us sinners. In fact, saying to us sinners now in a time of mercy, now is a time of extraordinary mercy. Now is a time when I want to give especially great graces to a human race. I want to pour out my mercy in a big way. Why would God say to this? Why would he want to give us such a great graces at our time? I think blessed John Paul uh, II, now Saint John Paul II, explains it best. First, he pointed out something that we all know, namely that we are all kinds of blessings in our contemporary society. For instance, modern technology has done so much to make life easier for us. Just think of emails and cell phones and smartphones and air conditioning, all things that are blessings. Yet, in the midst of these blessings, in some ways, has become a very same advance in technology that brought them. John Paul would say, evil has reached and power in our day life never before. Indeed, our time sadly is marked by unprecedented evil. 
Despite this, John Paul would also say, but don't be afraid. But why we're not afraid? Because of what St. Paul writes in Romans, where sin is increased. Graces are abundant all more. 5.20 In other words, God is not outdone by evil. So, in the time of great evil, God wants to give even the greatest graces in our time. The graces of huge, precisely because there's so much sin. Basically, then, what I want to share in the remaining of this introduction to divine mercy, this divine mercy explained is how we can tap into the extraordinary graces of our time. What makes sense, right? I mean, if there were tons of graces available to us, why not gather them in? Tapping in to the graces. Alright, so how do we do it? How do we get the great graces of divine mercy in our time? One important way to get them is to live out a devotion to divine mercy. And learning how to live out is easy. All we need to know is one little word. Actually, it's a little bird. Finch. F-I-N-C-H. Finch. If we remember the word, you got it. But now, I gotta explain it. Okay, let's get started. F-I-N-C-H. Beginning with F. F equals beast. What beast? The beast of divine mercy. Also known as Divine Mercy Sunday. Which is today I'm talking to you. Divine Mercy Sunday falls in the second Sunday of Easter. Which is my favorite day of the year. I hope by the time I'm explaining it. You will also be your favorite day. So, great about Divine Mercy Sunday? Well, look at it this way. What's the most important feast day of the year? Easter, right? And how many days is Easter? We celebrate it for eight full days, which is why we call it the octave of Easter. But the last day is the greatest of them all, the eighth day. And it's the climax of the whole feast. Well, Divine Mercy Sunday is the eighth day of Easter. The climax of the entire Easter celebration. In sense, the most important day of the most important feast. The last one is the kicker. Are we detached from all sin? I don't know. But I once read a story of that St. Philip Neri was speaking to a large crowd of people who had gathered for some church event to receive a plenary indulgence. And the Holy Spirit told St. Philip that only two people in the whole crowd were going to receive the plenary indulgence. Philip himself and his seven-year-old boy presumably because everyone else was attached to sin. 
Now the good news about the grace of Divine Mercy Sunday is to receive it you simply need to go to confession before or on the feast. The experts say something that during Lent sufficient and by the state of grace no mortal sin receive Holy Communion with the intention of obtaining the promises of grace. Of course we should always act of mercy such as forgiving people, praying for others and having attentions to be more merciful to our neighbor. Okay, next, so that we explain the feast, now let's look at the next letter. I, as in F-I. I is image. What image? The image of divine mercy. Jesus told us, of St. Fascinator, to have an image painted just as he looked when he appeared to her. She obeyed and had it painted by a, a Polish artist, Eugene. Can't pronounce his last name, but it's Polish. <laughs> it looks took him more than 12 tries before Fascinita accepted as it's satisfactory. As you could see from the image on the inside back cover, Jesus' right hand is raised in the blessing also, taking up the steps towards us, the two rays of Ishram light issuing from his heart, a red ray, a pale ray, representing the blood and the water that gushed forth from his pierced side on the cross. And at the bottom of the image, Jesus wanted a prayer to be written, Jesus, I trust in you. He also promised to give great graces through it. For instance, one time he said, I'm offering you people a vessel with which they are coming for graces. That the vessel is this message for the signature, Jesus, I trust in you. By the means of this image, I shall be granting many graces to souls. I met a ton of people who have experienced special graces through the divine mercy. One grace comes through the image of this. It heals the way people often misleadingly view God. Here's what I mean. People too have false images of God. They are afraid of Him. So see Him as men, not just the rooms of their fun. Well, the image of divine mercy helps to change that. In it, we discover our merciful Savior was surely calls us to the conversion, but also blesses us and loves us and deserving of all our trust. Next will come the letter N, as in F-I-N. N is Novena. What's a novena? The novena to divine mercy, a novena is basically nine days of prayer in a row. Jesus taught Saint Fascinina a novena that he wanted her to pray and what he called all prayer. Each day he asked for a different group of people he's entrusting to him. For example, all sinners on day one, all priests and religious on day two. You can find the text for the entire novena in the appendix one. So don't say anything more about 
the text here. Before moving to the next point, I just like to answer a question that people often ask about the novena. When should I begin? Well, it can be prayed at any time. But the special time to pray in preparation for Divine Mercy Sunday, the starting date for the novena, combined with the prayers of the chaplet of Divine Mercy, is Good Friday. It ends on the Saturday after Easter Sunday, the day before Divine Mercy Sunday. The novena typically ends the day before the feast. Why don't you have to pray on the novena to obtain the grace of Divine Mercy Sunday? It is a good way for prayer. Jesus promised, By this novena I will grant you every possible graces to souls. Now, let's look at the letter C in F-I-N-C. C is a chaplet. What's a chaplet? The chaplet of divine mercy. This is a prayer that is prayed on ordinary rosary beads. It's a particular popular today, perhaps because it's prayer in a short amount of time, usually about seven minutes. I think another reason why the chaplet is so popular it is because it's such an incredible, powerful prayer. Why is it so powerful? Because it draws its strength from the holiest and mightiest prayer there is, the Mass. In other words, the Chapel of Divine Mercy is a kind of extension of the prayer of the Mass. In fact, a kind of extension of what I call the supercharged moment of the Mass. And here's what I meant. It's an extension of the moment when the priest at the altar takes the body and blood of Christ into his hands and offers up to the Father with these words. Though through him, with him, in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. That's supercharged because at the Mass, Jesus is giving himself body, blood, soul, divinity into our hands, and literally into the hands of the priests, and spiritually in the hands of all the lay faithfully, and united their own sacrifice to offering the priest at the altar, together to each his own way. We offer the infinity sacrifice of love to the Father. That's the powerful of the Mass. It is Jesus' own sacrifice of love in our hands, held up to the Father, and the Father can resist such a perfect sacrifice of love. It is really the perfect prayer. Now the chaplet is an extension of the moment of the Mass because on the Our Father beads of the Rosary, we pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the annulment for our sins and for those of what? My family? My city? No, not just that, for the whole world. So, it's a bold prayer. For it, the whole world, it can be bold because the relics of infinite merits, Christ's infinite sacrifice of love on the cross, 
Alright, so this explains the Alphala bees. And on each Hail Mary bees we pray. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. In other words, we are holding up to the Father, his Son, infinite sacrifice of love, we keep it repenting. Mercy, mercy, mercy. More specifically, we keep praying. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. And this is powerful because I've seen its power. I've heard the testimonies. And you know who is the most powerful for the dying. Our Heavenly Father said to St. Fascinina, with this chaplet, it is said, by the bedside of a dying person, unfathomable mercy evokes of the souls and very depths of my tender mercy are moved for the sake of the sorrowful passion of my son. Also, Jesus made several comforting promises to those who pray this chaplet. Say uneasily, unceasing the chaplet that I have taught you Whoever will recite it, it will receive great mercy at the hour of death, even if they were a sinner most hardened. If you were to recite this chaplet only once, he would receive graces from my infinite mercy. The souls that say this chaplet will be embraced by the mercy during the lifetime, especially at the hour of their death. Oh, what great graces I grant to the souls who say this chaplet. The very depths of my tender mercy are stirred for the sake of those who say this chaplet. My daughters, or my daughter, encourage souls to say the chaplet for which I have given to you. It pleases me to grant everything they ask of me. By saying this chaplet, when the hardened sinners say it, it will fill their soul with peace, and the hour of their death will be a happy one. Okay, that is C for chaplet. Now, to learn how to pray the chaplet, see the appendix one. Now, on the last letter, H, as in F I N C H, H, the hour. What hour? The hour of great mercy. Because Jesus died on the cross at 3 p.m. Every day between 3 and 4 in the afternoon is known as the hour of great mercy. During this hour, Jesus asked St. Fascinina to pray the stations of the cross, provided her duties permitted it. But when he went on to say, If you're not able to make the stations of the cross, then at least step into the chapel for a moment and adore the blessed sacrament. My heart, which is full of mercy and should be unable to step into the chapel, immerse yourself in prayer where you will happen to be, if it only for a brief moment. Immerse yourself in my passion, particularly my abandonment at the moment of agony. I love that. What Jesus wants above all through this devotion is to have mercy on him. In other words, he wants us to recall his sacrifice of love. 
He wants us to think about what he did for us on the cross. He simply wants our love. So his great gets the three o'clock habit. But remember, Jesus sacrificed love for us, even if only for a moment. Oh, and another thing about the three o'clock hour, Jesus promised that it's a huge time of grace. This is the hour of great mercy for the whole world. I will refuse nothing to the souls who make this request of me in the virtue of my passion. Thus, I look at this hour as a kind of mini mercy Sunday where we have every day so also a great time to pray for our loved ones, especially for the conversions of interpreted sinners, unrepentant sinners, unrepentant sinners, excuse me, to recite this chapel of divine mercy for this uh, summary of the ways we can observe the hour of great mercy seen and closed. Conclusion. Okay, so we are goal to divine mercy explaining now you have everything you need to know about divine mercy the devotion and how to tap into the great graces God bless us from it just remember Finch where F is feast of divine mercy I is image of divine mercy N is novena of divine mercy C is chaplet of divine mercy and A is the hour of great mercy but it's a bit more we should know about regarding how you live it Father George teaching tool of ABC and Mercies will help us. By the way, before you begin, I should mention that living divine mercy message and devotions to a full presupposes that one actively participates in the sacraments, for the sacraments are the true source and the fountains of God's mercy. A. Ask for mercy. In the sacred scriptures, Jesus tells us, Ask, and it will be given to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Matthew 7, 7, 8. In the diary of St. Bassanita, Jesus reminds us of this idea. Souls that make an appeal to my mercy, to light me, to such souls, I grant even more graces than they ask. I cannot punish even the greatest sinner if he makes an appeal to my compassion. Beg for mercy for the whole world. No soul that has called upon my mercy has ever been disappointed. B. Be merciful in deed, word, and prayer. As we learned earlier, mercy is love's second name. It's a particular kind of love, in a particular mode of love. When an encounter suffers from poverty and brokenness and sin, but it's not just a movement of heart, it is just a feeling of compassion for someone. To be true, mercy must always be put into action, so that mercy is really two movements of heart and arms. The heart is part of the movement of compassion. It sometimes we feel the arms are part of the movement is suffering of another. If suffering we do, and we should do, tell Jesus in the diary. 
I'm giving you three ways to exercise mercy towards your neighbor. The first is by deed. The second is by word. The third is by prayer. In these three degrees, it contains the fullness of mercy. It's unquestionable proof of love for me. By this means, a soul is grateful, grateful me and pays reverence to my mercy. So mercy is an action. Is mercy a deed, a word, and prayer? Whatever our hearts are moved to compassion, wherever we are, we can always put this compassion into action, either by some deed that helps a turn of another person's suffering, by sometimes the word that confronts us and assisting them. St. Fascinator wrote, if I cannot show mercy by deeds or words, I can always do by prayer. My prayer reaches out even when I can't reach out physically. Of course, one of my greatest prayers is mercy. We learned earlier this chaplet of divine mercy. C equals completely trust. Trust in the mercy of God gets to the heart of the message of divine mercy which is why the image of divine mercy has the prayer at the bottom. Jesus, I trust in you. Now trust does not mean we have a license to go and about sinning as we please. Rather, it implies that we repent of our sins. Anyway, here are some of the most beautiful quotes from the diary that I have to do is trust. Encourage the souls for whom you come in contact to trust in my infinite mercy. Oh, how I love those souls who have complete confidence in me. I'll do what, everything for them. And why do you feel fearful? And why do you trouble with you are united to me? I am displeased when souls yield to vain terror. Who would dare to touch you when you are with me. The most dear to me is those souls strongly believe in good, my goodness and completely trust in me. I keep my confidence upon it and give it all I ask. I desire the whole world. Now my infinite mercy I desire to grant unmanageable graces to those souls who trust in my mercy. I am love and mercy itself. When a soul approaches me with trust, I fill it with such an abundance of graces that I cannot contain them within itself, but the radiance of them to other souls. Sooner would heaven and earth turn into nothing than the world my mercy not embrace a trusting soul. All right. Now that we know the ABCs of mercy and Finch, we are all set to live in Divine Mercy message and devotion to the full. For more information on Divine Mercy, I invite you to visit www.divinemercy.org. Also, if you have a smartphone, you could download the Martin fully loaded free Divine Mercy app for Apple and Android mobile devices. For more information about Getting the Diary of St. Fascinator and other Divine Mercy requests, 
see the information page. Back up the booklet. Finally, to learn how you can solemnly celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday at your parents, visit celebratemercysunday.org. Thanks for reading, and may God bless you with His mercy. Amen. I hope that wasn't too long. Um, I'm going to be doing this a chaplet uh, of Divine Mercy. Uh, let's see uh, how many minutes. It doesn't really tell me how many minutes that was, but I'm sure we went over 30. So right now with this podcasting, we're not uh, um, doing the Block Talk radio show today. Uh, as I told you, uh, starting a new policy besides charging uh, a fee of $12, which is not the bad part. The bad part, you cannot go live unless you have the $35 package. So, something we have to work on. Anyone out there who would be interested in being a sponsor uh, of a Block Talk radio show or a podcast, $35 a month will get you the sponsor of the podcast, and $70 a month will get you a sponsor of both the podcast and the Block Talk radio show. What a deal. So $70 a month for a business could be a great thing. And I'm not going to change the prices once uh, you know this gets as big as Bill O'Reilly. Bill, I heard you're looking for work or you're doing a podcast now just like me. So you're welcome to come on my show and uh, I'd be happy to go on your podcast too anytime. You want to get a little religious on me? It's not a bad thing. You're a Catholic, I'm a Catholic. We could do a Catholic thing together. <laughs> so let's do the chapel. I'm going to drink some water first. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. I Actually, I'm going to... What I'm going to do... Let's see here. I'm going to end this version and do a, a separate podcast on this, on the chaplet alone because it looks like I have to get my rosy beads. <laughs> I apologize for that. So God bless you all. And uh, thank thank you all for listening to this podcast on Block Talk Radio Show on uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. And I'm going to call this part one. So part two will be coming out shortly and that would be the chaplet of Divine Mercy. So this part one was the introduction which I may have had before, I don't know if it's the same one that I uh, podcasted before, but it's kind of updated. And then part two is going to be the actual chaplet of Divine Mercy, which I'll be recording in a little while after I get my rosy beads. <laughs>